Be'ezus Hashem Yisborech. We will continue Simen Yud Aleph and Egeres HaKodesh, the eleventh letter of the holy letters of the Balatanya, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten a person with understanding. We are coming very deep into the, perhaps the most important lesson from this simon, which is to identify, to come into as much as possible with the human mind, as much as possible with the nefesh sikhlis, with the soul of comprehension, to understand the soul of suffering, to start to understand the essence and the meaning of suffering, the soul of suffering. And as we explained yesterday, once a person fully understands the soul of suffering, then a person has set free the suffering. The suffering is reframed. The suffering is now understood. The suffering becomes something entirely different. And we have explained that pain and suffering, all forms of pain and suffering are really the body. They are the body of life. They come from the restriction of life. It's very important to be able to meditate on this after the shear so you can fully understand this because actually in this lies the whole entire secret of Kabbalah. The whole entire secret of Chassidus and Kabbalah is that everything in the world is made up out of body and soul, out of container, and what is filled in the container. And the body is doing a paradoxical thing. The body is restricting, it's containing, it's holding, it's limiting, but it's allowing to be, it's revealing, it's giving. So you have to almost imagine a translucent glass bottle that has liquid inside it. Without that bottle, the liquid can't be can be held, the liquid, is, the liquid would go all over the place. You can never be able to drink, even the bottle itself has to pour to a cup. And from that bottle came from a massive, in a factory, some massive container. But the bottle is not the, the focus, the focus is what's inside the bottle. Whether it's an expensive wine, or whether it's a cup of orange juice, or just a cup of water. But it's the container that holds the liquid, that it allows you to drink it later on. So everything in this world is made up out of body and what's inside the body. But the body is doing this unbelievable opposite effect. The body is always holding everything, limiting everything, stopping everything. And at the same time, the body's always allowing everything. The body's always giving everything. The body's always 
allowing the thing to be. So if you look at the body from a certain perspective, from a certain angle, you say the body is restriction, the body is stopping, the body is limiting. But if you realize that the body, but if you look very, if you look deeper, the body is not limiting, but it's actually opening you up. It's a doorway. It's opening you up to something so much deeper, something so, so indescribable. So you look at another person, and if you just live with their body, if you just live with their superficial, you just live with what's on the outside, so you have limited, you have lived with their limit. But if you look at the other person, it's your spouse, it's somebody you can't stand. Whoever it is, you look at a person. If you don't like them, if they trigger you in a certain way, then you are living with what's on the outside. You have stopped at the doorway and you have not entered. You have not come inside. So if you see somebody in your life and you want to reject that person, it doesn't matter how close they are to you or how far they are from you, you want to reject them. That means you are stuck on the left side. And the left side means the body. The left side means the outside. The left side means the covering. You are still outside. You never came in. If you never came in, you're caught up with what's on the outside. You're caught up with the makeup. So the makeup is everything to you. So the makeup is the limit. The makeup is the outside. It's the container. It's what's stopping everything. So if you're just going to live with the makeup, that's all you're going to have. It's going to be vanity. It's going to be complete emptiness. Because to live with the container is to live with emptiness. A container by, by definition means emptiness. A container has no meaning on its own. The whole point of the container is what it contains. What container means the, con the contents, the content. What's inside the container? So the container is containing, it's contenting, it's, it's narrowing down, it's limiting. But limiting for what reason? So you could go deep in. It's so important, you could discuss this in very at length, but you must do it with your own mind because this will set you free from all of the problems in life. To see the insanity of this world is to see that 99.9% .9 of people live with everything that's on the outside. They never understand that the whole idea of this world is full of containers, is so you should meet the contents. So you should go deeper in. Never ever look at what is on the surface. The surface is only at the end to allow you to go inside. Because the inside is infinite. The inside is indescribable. And the deeper you go, the deeper you could go. So you see another person in front of you, if you don't like them, that means you are still outside of them. That means that you still don't know them. If you're getting triggered from them, if you're experiencing pain from them, it means you still have not entered inside. So the body of anybody, of anything, is, it's, it's, is the container, is, it's, it's an invitation to go deeper. And if you look at a person and you're upset at them, that means you haven't begun to understand them.
So you can either be triggered by the body, or you can go deeper into the person to be fully understand them. And when you fully understand a person, you're not triggered anymore. So a person says something negative, and you react, their body, their negative, their outside, their container triggered your container. But at the same time, it was an opportunity for you to go deeper. It was an opportunity for you to go to transcend the limit, transcend the container and enter the contents and go deeper in. And this is a tremendous, tremendous meditation. Because all of life is the ability to get in touch with my soul, to get in touch with something that's immeasurable, infinite, indescribable. Something that I can't hold on to. And this is what the Balatanya calls in the Simon Aden, bliss. Everybody wants bliss. Everybody wants happiness. Everybody wants joy. Everybody wants one moment in time of peace and security and real safety. And all of these words will not even describe it. Just like the word water doesn't come close to water. So too, none of the descriptions in this simon could describe what he's talking about. You must experience it on your own. This is why we're spending all this time. Because if you're not working, you know, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he would talk about these things a lot of times, he would say, and I will leave you with the question. Because I don't want to be the only one working. I want everybody to work. This has to be your thing. This is not entertainment, because if it's entertainment, you'll never change, you'll never understand. And that's why we go through this very carefully, because this has to become yours. Because when, this, when the shear finishes, are you going to spend five minutes to make this yours? Are you going to understand this? Are you going to be able to talk about it? Are you going to be able to meditate on this? Is this going to become important to you? Because if not, then you're, just, then you're just living with the body of it. But the soul of it means to make it yours, to understand these concepts, until you're living with them, to work it through, to have the same energy that you, you have when you're listening, when you're learning it, to, be, to, to, to see the, the soul of it. Because these descriptions are, in, we're describing things that are indescribable. And if you look very carefully, what the Balatanya is talking about over here is life, light, Right, laskil chabina, laskil chas on the right side. It means chachma. It means wisdom. Can I give you wisdom? Can you hold it? Can you touch it with your hands? Light. He's talking about enlightenment. Could anybody hold light? If anything, you could touch darkness. You can't touch light. You can't touch darkness either. But can can you hold on to light? Can you hold on to joy? Can you hold on to bliss? Can you hold on to love? But we want to hold on to everything. Hold is from the left side. Hold means contain. Hold means body. So my mind is made up out of two things. It's container, the brain, with the holding, the, the container, and then what's inside the brain. What's inside the brain? The thoughts. Can I hold them? Or can I touch them? I don't even know what they are. My heart is made up of two things. My heart is a, is a vessel. It's a container. And it's pumping blood. But what's inside my heart? What's homed? What's housed in the heart? What's dwelling in the heart? It's love. 
Can I hold on to that love? Can I describe it to you? If I describe it to you, it's not love. If it's attached to something, it's not love. If I love you because of the way you look, if I love you because of the way you compliment me, is I love the compliments. I love the attachments. So there's the right side, which is all the light, it's all the infinite stuff, it's things that you can't touch, can't hold on to. It's the soul. But that's the beauty of this world. It's held by the left side. It's held by all the containers you have. Your eyes, your nose, your ears, your mouth, your heart, your brain, your feet, all of, your, all of the organs in your body are all containers <clears throat> that are holding the spirit, the soul in your life. But any of those things, any of those expressions of your soul are indescribable. That's something you could hold on to. It's not something you could touch. And the purpose of life is for those things, those infinite things, to flow through you freely. Not to take on its own life, not for your heart to take on its own lust and go after temptation, not for your mind to go worry the whole day and be full of anxiety. But for you to have a clear mind, a free mind, a mind that's only trying to understand the spiritual, trying to understand the purpose of life. A mind that's taking you deep into your spouse. So when, they, when you think when you're about to get triggered, you stop, you end it, and then you try to understand where they're coming from. A heart that takes you deep into the other poor person, the poor person, that allows you to go into the infinite, that allows you to see the container and say, the container is the allowing of going inside to an infinite place. You see your spouse, you're listening to the shear. Do you want someone to describe to you the infinity of your spouse? Do you think somebody could do that? Only you could discover it on your own. Or do you want to, would you rather just live with the pain, with what's on the outside? Would you rather just live with the containers, with the contents of the outside? To, to, to see this with your own mind's eye, to see the pettiness of most of people's life, to see the pettiness of how everybody is living with the containers on the outside. And the purpose of life is to go in through the inside, to enter a domain that's indescribable, that's unknowable, that you will never be able to say, I know it. That will give you the most tremendous joy. And the only way to do that is to realize that the world is being created something from nothing at this moment. And to, to realize that all of the containers that you have, all of the organs that you have, is only to go deeper, is only to get into the infinite. And when you fully understand this, you begin to understand the secret of pain. Because the reason there is suffering in this world and tribulation, the reason why there's all of this is because the world was created through the strict judgment. Because the world was created through Midas Adin. Through the energy of bodies, meaning restriction of light, which is known as Tzimtzum. Right? If there would be just God over here, if, you, if the light of your eyes, the light of your ears, the light of your heart, the light of your mind, if all of those lights would be just revealed, would you exist? Would be anything to contain it? 
If everybody's thoughts just collided, if there wouldn't be limits, if there wouldn't be bodies, if there wouldn't be cover-ups, if people wouldn't have foreheads, if we would just be able to see everything, instantly the world would lose its meaning. So there's something called Midas Haddin, strict judgment, which means cover-up. Midas Haddin, when you hear the word Midas Haddin, means cover-up, makeup of life. The world is, was created through Shem Elikim. Shem Elikim means nature. You see this whole entire nature. Do you see God in this nature? You have to look for that. You don't see it. So it's called the cover-up of life. And it's called symptom. This means symptom restricting, allowing for everybody to be. You are only you because of your body, because of your cover-up, because of your makeups. And you are allowed to be, and I am allowed to be, only because of this idea of symptom, of restriction. And therefore pain is like a body. A body to the soul. And to the soul of the spiritual life. Which restricts, pain stops. Pain is the stoppage. Restricting the expression of the light as the body restricts the soul. But when you accept the suffering and pain with the spiritual energy of love and joy, right? Because the right side is the love and the joy. You draw close and you tie and you bound the body to the soul. The soul of the, of the pain is the meaning of the pain. The physical affliction of that inner spirituality. And when you start to understand the meaning of the pain, which is the body, then the ordeal, then the pain that you're having vanishes, it disappears. But if on the other hand, God forbid, you do the opposite. You push the body away from the spiritual energy. Isn't that death? Isn't that suffering because you're suffering? You cause greater restriction. And that's what we said yesterday, that the Torah provides tremendous idea when it says, Hashem. Hashem goes on the name of compassion. While the name Elikecha goes on nature. The whole entire nature is a cover-up. And in the cover-up alone, there's something called pain. Pain is the restriction of it all. But pain is really an awakener, just like the body is an awakener. The body is a portal, it's a doorway. It's an opener for you to enter inside, not to get stuck with it. All of pain, anybody ever woke up in their life, it was because of pain. Anybody ever took serious this moment? Like I told you in the past, that my father told me when he was 10 years old, he became, he chose Nusachari, he chose the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He became mature overnight because his father passed away. Would anybody want to go through that? God forbid. The love that he gave me as a child, the, the care, the putting me every moment of his life, every single thing, I was his whole entire life. And only when I became a father did I realize that I was nothing like my father. Because my father lost his father and that pain that he had woke him up to being serious, to realizing what life is all about. And he gave me something that he never had. And it's in the, in the face of what he didn't have, what he wished he could have. That he had a deep yearning to give it and deep desire. Until today that vitality, that love that my father gives me. And I look at the fact that I got all that love, but can I give it with the same energy that he gave it to me? Can I do the same thing in the face of pain? 
Can I see what the body does to a soul? What the body does, what the, what the restriction. The, when you take a body and you restrict it, what is, the, what is pain? Pain is the body. What are you going to do with the pain? Are you going to suffer because you suffer? Or are you going to wake up? People go through untold sufferings. But do you see the next minute of the joy that they have? Or do you see them so triggered, so unconscious? They become such complainers. They become so deeply trapped in the body. Is the body bringing you deep into the soul? Or is the body just trapping you? Is the body, is, your neg- is the negative of the pain triggering your negative? And now everybody's in a negative state and complaining. Is the traffic jam bringing you into a state of tremendous peace? Tremendous con- 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 awareness of, of, how, of the gift of life? Or is the traffic jam complaining? We should have left earlier. We didn't. Why didn't we do this? Fighting, resisting what is. Which is deep, bringing you deep into, deep into living with the outside. Is pain making you present? Is it making you deeply? Is Yishkunah Hashem? Is it making you ask the meaning of your life? Is the seriousness of a shiva call going to make you wake up and realize that what, what you are now is what you're going to be the rest of your life? And there's no moment in your life that you're ever going to change. Because there's no such a thing as time. However you are today, you're going to be for the rest of your life. Do you need pain to wake up and realize that a person will never change? What you are, if you don't radically change at this moment, you'll never change your whole entire life. You need time to change. It's the biggest illusion of all, the biggest pain of all. And it's precisely pain that wakes up a person to realize the truth. Because pain is the ultimate body. But if you don't accept pain with love, if you don't see it with the right side, you have not set the pain free. You have not realized the purpose of bodies. You have not realized the purpose of the pain, of the blockage, of the stoppage. Pain in your life, just like when your person's getting burnt, is only to stop the burning. Pain in your spiritual life is the same thing. Stop the burning of your life. Stop. Realize how sensitive you have to be to a poor person. Realize how sensitive you have to be to a child. Realize how sensitive you have to be to this moment right now. This moment is only this tiny little moment. So you should realize how important life is. Because if you have unlimited amount of moments, then this moment is not significant. So it's the ending of the moment that allows it to be significant. But it's only this moment, and that is the beauty of life. It's not something that could be described. It's the experience of the awesomeness of life, of the stripping away of all types of descriptions. And to realize what it means that Hashem creates, He gives you that gift every moment. But if you don't see that the whole world is chetzi chayev, chetzi zaka, if you don't see that everything what you did up until today, all boils down to what you're going to do right now. Lo ilu lo says the Rambam. Well, nothing will save you, nothing can save you. If you don't see that the whole entire humanity depends on how you're going to act right now, you will not have the life and the energy of this moment. You will, you will have stripped it, sucked it of its oxygen. You will essentially give an end to pain, instead of seeing what pain is all about. The pain of death. If you see death in front of your eyes, you start to live. If you see that the whole world is dependent on you, you made a radical change. But if you don't see that, you never change. So it's the pain, if you look very carefully, everything that we learned until now, it's the pain that people have went through. What my father went through. What this lady went through in the Holocaust when she lost a brother. It's the facing of death. It's the seeing the enormity 
of the pain, which allows a person to wake up, which allows a person to be fully alive, to allows a person to choose life. But if a person's unconscious, a person's asleep, he thinks he has unlimited amount of days, he will never change. He will never ever see the significance of this moment right now. He will never see the significance that there is in choosing God, in choosing life, in choosing the right side, in choosing vitality, in choosing to go deeper into another person, in choosing to really live a, a meaningful life, a life with this full meaning, not with petty, not with insignificant, not where he's running to get somewhere in the future or is living with some type of trauma from the past. And that's what it means that through your act of love, by accepting the suffering with joy, accepting it with joy, you draw, you draw close Havaya, the name of Hashem, which is compassion, to the name of judgment, which is the name of container restriction. As the body is drawn close to the soul, then you show the meaning of the pain. Then the pain was all worth it because it woke you up to the significance, to the seriousness of life, to the importance, to the sensitivity, to the infinity of life, to the right side, to the soul, to the love, to the light, to the compassion, to the enlightenment, to things that are indescribable. you do this, then you allow the light of your soul to shine through your consciousness, to shine through your body. Then there's Yishkin Hashem. There's no obstructions. There's no nothing holding. There's nothing coming clogged. Everything is allowing your light to go through. You're, you're, you're living a life in easement. You're living life, a different type of life. You're not holding on to one moment in time. You're not trapped. You're not triggered. You're not living with the outside. You're seeing that the outside is all the time an opportunity for you to go deeper, an opportunity for you to touch the infinite and yet still stay alive. And that is ultimately the meaning of what he says, Yishkin Hashem.